Welcome. You're listening to the Think Like an Entrepreneur podcast because it turns out there's no such thing as a struggling entrepreneur. There are only business owners still operating from an employee mindset. I'm your host, business coach Katherine Morrison. Now let's dig in. Hello, my beautiful entrepreneurial tribe. How are you? I am relaxing today. I spent the day in the woods and I came up with a podcast series that I think is going to blow your fucking mind (laughs) between this week and next. And then I got home and it's close to five and usually I'm done by today, but I am just like so jazzed and fired up. I was like, you know what? I'm going to pour myself a glass of champagne and record these guys right now while I am just in the energy of the magic of what channeled through me today. So you ready? Today, we're going to cover how to look at your likes and clicks, how to look at your metrics when you are in the beginning of your business. This episode is jam-packed. In fact, I decided to break it up into two weeks to help you more easily digest it all. So I would recommend listening to it more than once and making sure you have a pen and notebook while you listen. Now, this is a throwback episode in a couple of different ways. The first one is that it's building on a concept I developed last year and covered on the podcast before, which is data doubt. If you are a new listener, you can head back to episode 25 and listen to the whole thing, but I'm going to briefly cover again what data doubt is and how it impacts your business. The second reason it's a throwback is because between this week and next, I'm actually going to tie in some of my depth of knowledge that I accumulated while working as an employee. My first five or so years in the workforce were spent in the advertising industry. I don't don't actually know if I've ever told you guys that on the podcast. I feel like I often talk to you guys about my last job, which was selling these like big multi-million custom software deals. But my first five years, I was in advertising. So first I sold newspaper ads at the San Francisco Chronicle. And then of course, being in San Francisco, the global epicenter of tech, I went from there into the digital and mobile ad tech space. And I then spent several years as the director of business development for a $300 million per year ad tech company. I managed a team which included data optimization people. We were responsible for running multi-million dollar ad spends with Fortune 500 companies. And our ability to retain those clients was based on our ability to get them the return on investment that they wanted. So I know more than probably 99% of people in the world about how ads and measuring marketing effectiveness and data, how all of that works, right? So you might find it interesting to hear that in my business, even to this day, I rarely, if ever, look at my data. I rarely, if ever, look at my Instagram insights. Moving into my next phase of business, that's gonna change. We're going to ads, and I'll probably cover that at some point, either this week or next in the episode. But I want to make the case today that a lot of you guys are not only wasting your time, but you're actually setting yourself back by spending a lot of time worrying about clicks, likes, and your metrics. Your metrics as a new business are largely meaningless. And that's for two reasons. The first and most important one is that if you are not actively managing your brain, then your brain is being negative and it's telling you it's not working and that nobody wants to buy. And then that becomes your entire filter for the way you see everything in your business. That, my friends, is data doubt. 
your brain, due to its filter of doubt and insecurity, will perceive all of your data through that lens. If that's the state, if that's the emotional state you're in, that is the story that you will create from the data. This is what's happening when your brain looks at your Instagram stories and latches onto the 15 people that didn't watch all the way through instead of remembering the 50 people that did. This is what's happening when your brain looks at how quote unquote, only three people clicked the link to book a call and totally erases that 367 people saw the post. When you aren't managing your brain, When you aren't actively and consciously managing your emotions, you have zero ability to effectively look at data. If you are making your data mean anything about you, you need to clean all of that up first before you go in and look at your insights. I actually have a masterminder and she's at the multiple six figure level and she had raised her rates and not intentionally done the thought work to support that decision. Like she wasn't a hundred percent sold on like, you know, these are my rates and I'm not going back. And then her brain went into a launch telling her that because of that, she didn't have demand. And that thought that she didn't have the demand anymore was leaking into how she was messaging. It was leaking into how she was looking at her metrics and the leak had gotten so big, she was ready to throw in the towel like halfway into the launch. And I remember when I asked her how she was so sure she didn't have demand, she started telling me about how closely she had been looking at her metrics in the launch, but she was only looking at the metrics through that filter of doubt and believing there wasn't demand. So her brain had only pulled out and interpreted the data that would support that belief that she had. And she wasn't taking into account how her lack of belief was affecting her messaging and the energy she was showing up in that was creating the the dip and the clicks that she was hoping for. So I coached her face off And she cleaned it up and she rounded out the last half of her launch from a completely different energy and space. And she made another, I can't remember if it was 20 or $30,000 in like three days from the same quote unquote data that her brain had told her supported that she didn't have the demand. So if there is one thing you can take away from this podcast, it's that if you feel emotional when you sit down to look at your data, you're doing it wrong. If you feel worried, doubtful, or anxious before you sit down to look at your data, the meaning you will make from looking at your data is completely biased from your unmanaged mind. You gotta coach yourself or get yourself coached into a neutral space before looking at your data and making any worthwhile meaning from it at all. And then the second super important thing is that most of you from like a pure how statistics and math works kind of perspective, most of you don't even have enough data to even draw any meaningful conclusions from. Now this is different if like some of you are influencers and you grew a following to tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, and now you're looking into becoming an entrepreneur. If that's the case, yeah, we've got a big group of people. That's a lot of data you can start to measure. But most of you are starting from pretty small audiences. So your data set is limited. And I don't know where this comes from in like the online entrepreneurship ether, but a lot of you think you're supposed to be like really looking at your data. Like you think of it like this thing that mature business owners do. And so it's a behavior you're doing 
but going back to my last point, if you haven't upgraded your thinking to a mature entrepreneur brain that's thinking like an entrepreneur, you're actually probably just spending that 30 minutes a week beating yourself up and feeling bad, which sucks because most of you don't even have a large enough data set that a really masterful marketer or a data optimizer could look at and even see what's actually happening from. Like when I worked in ad tech, we had minimum ad spends that we would allow clients to buy from us. And that wasn't us being greedy so we could like get all their money. It was literally a threshold that we created to put in place for us to operate from integrity in our craft. We employed some of the best data science people you could find. I'm talking like PhDs who had studied machine learning at Stanford, MIT grads, and I think one of our managers had graduated from Case Western, which is a tiny school, but it's extremely well regarded for its research and engineering. And it seemed like we just had a funnel straight from Case Western into our office. And while it was annoying on the front end for the salespeople to sometimes secure this larger upfront investment from clients, it was necessary so that on the back end, our data people knew that with that chunk of ad spend, they could run a meaningful test, knowing that in the beginning, it was going to be messy and meaningless, but that over time, as we accrued more and more data, we had the ability to get very specific with our targeting and optimization to make sure that the ad was generating the return that the client wanted. So in all due respect, you're not a data scientist. And you also likely don't have a lot of data. And I think this is so often I see you guys, you make two dots into a line. Two dots do not make a line. So if you're using your metrics, your data, as a way to beat yourself up, you're doing it wrong. And if you're drawing very vast sweeping conclusions from a couple dots and drawing a big old line about what's happening in your business and making decisions from that place, just do it knowing that your vast sweeping conclusions are entirely made up in your head. Like you think you're making decisions based on metrics, but you're very likely making them on thought errors that are biasing the data you're looking at. Now from here, I want to cover one more thing, which is vanity metrics. And then make sure you come back next week because this is going to be continued next week with a deep dive into how we would actually measure marketing effectiveness and the way you can actually take this concept and use it to support you as you're growing your business. So let's dive into the meaningless numbers that a lot of new entrepreneurs make a ton of meaning out of. Vanity metrics. That's how many likes you get, how many comments. They make your ego feel good but it's really important to know they have very little to do with your ability to make money as a business owner. So I found a definition from Tableau, which is a software company, and I thought they had a really accurate, succinct definition of what vanity metrics are. Vanity metrics are defined as metrics that make you look good to others, but do not help you understand your own performance in a way that informs future strategies. The number of likes and comments you get on a post do not mean anything. The goal of a business is to make money, not to create content that generates a lot of likes. Now, sometimes those two things are the same, but oftentimes they are not the same. Social media is full of people with tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of followers, and they are not making any money. They get like 50,000 likes on a post and they have zero idea how to make a dollar. But when you don't understand that, 
you could accidentally end up with a goal that maps you towards content that's engaging and gets lots of likes, but you're not seeing any money in your bank account, which is a problem if you're a business. The other thing driving this is when you're not taking responsibility for feeling confident in yourself and your business, feeling confident in your marketing and your offer. When that happens, you get into a very dependent relationship with your audience because you begin to feel desperate for them to respond in a certain way so that you can feel good or confident or whatever. Like you post and then you find yourself continually checking to see if you're getting likes, getting comments because you don't feel good and your brain finds itself desperately wanting some outside data for a piece of relief that you can feel good. And that's no bueno for two reasons. One, because it's super unhealthy from a psychological standpoint. Like if you've intertwined your ability to be happy in your life on how your audience responds to your marketing, it's probably something you want to look at. It's a lot of power to give away to your audience. And two, because from a business strategy standpoint, if your brain's goal is to be liked and get the likes and the comments, it often does not correlate at all to copy that converts and generates a lot of money. So you end up with a really time-consuming hobby that doesn't feel good and doesn't fulfill what businesses exist to do, which is to help people in exchange for money. There's no profit to be found in this cycle. We cover this in depth in the mastermind, and it's why you see so many of my clients with a few hundred followers, very small audiences, creating $10,000 months and more because they're learning how to run a business and create money from mature entrepreneurial thinking, not how to generate likes on posts out of a feeling of desperation to feel good. Really watch when your brain is trying to have you manipulate your content to have it be more quote unquote likable, like as in trying to figure out what will have people hitting the little heart button. That's not the game we're playing in entrepreneurship. Like if the goal here were to have content that generates likes, you could just post like memes, right? We would be posting memes and inspirational quotes. I see a lot of that. And cat videos, that gets a lot of likes, doesn't get sales, right? You'd get a ton of likes and zero buyers. Now, once you've come into understanding how to create money from your content, how to write copy and effectively market and sell, you have to watch for your brain's impatience. Like if you haven't developed trust in yourself and your messaging, you won't have the ability to keep showing up powerfully. You'll start to get in your head and doubt, and then that starts affecting the way you market and sell. And I want to dive into this in a, I want to say a little more detail. It's probably a lot more detail. So I'm going to pause and come back with it next week as an entire episode which is so fun because I'm going to be covering it by teaching you the way a lot of marketing effectiveness is measured, which can make some sense, particularly as the data sets get larger, but that won't really work for you as a solopreneur who is just starting out with a smaller audience. So for sure, tune in next week as we cover that. And listen, if I opened up some new windows in your brain today that have the wheels turning, you're going to want to come join us for the next round of the mastermind. It is the room to be in to create a business that generates not only a high quantity of money, but also very high quality money where you feel nourished, rested, supported, and confident in the process. We are blowing the doors wide open on what is possible within online entrepreneurship. And the next round will enroll in February of 2022. 
you can head over to www.katherinemorsoncoaching.com forward slash mastermind to get your name on the waitlist now. I'll see y'all next week. Thank you.